is QC Fantasy here to preview NFL Week 7. So let's dive into it. First game up, Buccaneers at Panthers. Uh, Tampa Bay favored by 13 over under 39 and a half. Big news obviously revolving around the Panthers is the Christian McCaffrey trade to San Francisco. So looks like it is going to be Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard in the backfield. I'm still thinking that Chuba being the younger, more explosive player is probably the guy that is going to get more of the workload by end of season. But for right now, it wouldn't surprise me if the veteran Dante Foreman has more carries, looked good last year, filling in for Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Uh, P.J. Walker at quarterback. There are obviously rumors about D.J. Moore potentially being traded as well. Personally, not much I'm interested in playing uh, from that team, I mean, maybe DJ Moore if you have him, but even then with PJ Walker at quarterback, I don't know. I think you just hold and hope he goes to a better situation. On the other side, for the Buccaneers, I mean, they're obviously going to score, but they're going to run away with this game. So, yes, you can play Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I think those are good plays. Um, not sure that Cade Otten at tight end. I know a lot of people are thinking about him as a cheap fill-in, um, but I just don't think he's going to be needed in this game. And then, honestly, I think we'll see more of a split between Leonard Fournette and Rashad White. Uh, they're not going to need to lean on Fournette as much as they have been in weeks past because this should be a blowout, as the 13-point line <laughs> suggests. So uh, you got to start Fournette. I think he's going to get points, but I wouldn't expect a huge blow-up game from him because I think they're going to be splitting the work with Rashad White to keep both of them healthy. Falcons at Bengals next. Cincinnati is a six and a half point favorite over under 47 and a half. I, I personally like this game in DFS either way that you go with it. Um, kind of like I liked the Bengals last week in DFS, which we'll talk about at the end of the episode. But, you know, Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase with a big game, T. Higgins still trying to get healthy, stay healthy, but even then looked pretty good last week. Uh, Tyler Boyd obviously is going to have a role. And again, I mean, Joe Mixon just keeps having high efficiency. He's not getting the touches, um, but like last week, averaged over five yards a carry, got work in the passing game. So if you have Mixon, you still have to play him. And then, of course, last week, Marcus Mariota connects with Kyle Pitts for a touchdown, which we have been waiting on. Um, and then, you know, in the running game, it looks like it's it's Caleb Huntley as, you know, the, the main option, especially when they get into the red zone. But those carries are being split pretty evenly between him, Tyler Algier, and Avery Williams still getting involved. So if you want to take a long shot, you know, Caleb Huntley is fine. I think you can start Mariota, especially with his rushing upside, and then hoping to see, you know, Drake London get a little bit more involved as well. Lions at Cowboys, Dallas favored by six and a half over under a 49. Um, yeah, I think that's probably too many points for this game, in my opinion, mostly because of the Dallas defense. Uh, but Dak Prescott going to be back this game. Dallas still trying to get Michael Gallup going a little bit. CeeDee Lamb looking like an alpha. And then Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Um, I think this was one of the first games where Tony Pollard, when both are healthy, actually out-touched Ezekiel Elliott last week so in rushes plus uh receptions so will be interesting to see what that split looks like but they're playing up against a bad lions defense so i do expect points uh from the dallas side i think you start any of those players that i named if you have them zeke pollard dak uh cd lamb maybe gallop in a flex spot dalton schultz is off of the injury list so he may be somebody that you can play but i'd be careful with that one since he's still working his way back 
And then the Dallas defense has looked really good. Um, I think, you know, you can start Jared Goff. Uh, you start Amon Ra every chance you get. Expecting to see DeAndre Swift back from injury this week. But again, if anything, it's going to go right back to basically a 50-50 split with Jamal Williams. Both of those players are good. Williams is getting red zone touches. So if they get there, Williams is probably going to get the touchdowns. But Swift is the more athletic player who has a chance to uh, make breakaway runs and is more involved in the passing game. So I think if you have both of them, you start them. But I would temper my expectations up against this Cowboys defense. Colts are at the Titans, both teams 3-2 and two in the AFC South. Tennessee favored by 2.5 at home, over under is 41.5. Matt Ryan coming off a big game last week. Michael Pittman looked good. Alec Pierce got involved. We know they have the three tight ends. Uh, does look like Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines are both healthy. Deion Jackson obviously with a huge week last week with about 29 fantasy points. Um, so... Excited to see what they do with this offense. Uh, interested to see what Jonathan Taylor looks like coming back from injury. And does Deion Jackson still have a role to try to keep Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines healthy uh, in this game? And then on the other side, I think we all know, hey, it's the ball's going to Derrick Henry. That's where it has to go. Um, and then Robert Woods probably going to be involved, of course, in the passing game. And then they've been getting their tight ends involved more. Tennessee, that is, in the passing game just because they don't have too many options. Kyle Phillips has struggled with some injuries. Uh, Traylon Burks is on IR. So uh, Derek Henry, play him every chance that you get. Packers at Commanders next up. Green Bay favored by four and a half on the road, over under at 41 and a half. Taylor Heineke starting at quarterback. Carson Wentz has been put on IR. I think one of my hot takes of the offseason was Sam Howell would be starting for the Commanders by the end of the year. I still think that's going to happen. Um, I'm I like the commander's skill players. You know, I like McLaurin. I like Dotson. He's uh, questionable for this game. Curtis Samuel, I'm a big fan of. The running backs, Gibson, Brian Robinson, McKissick. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of guys that need to be fed and, you know, only so many snaps and opportunities. And, you know, interested to see what Heineke looks like at quarterback. Uh, I know we saw him a little bit last year. He was a little erratic every now and again. So we'll see if we get the good Heineke or the bad. On the other side, you know, I think this is a good spot for Aaron Rodgers against a pretty bad Washington defense. Um, so I would be playing Rodgers. Uh, Cobb just went on IR. Bob Tunyon had 12 targets last week. So I think you play Robert Tunyon. I think you play Lazard. Uh, Romeo Dubs is another option if you need it. And then every game you're starting Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon has struggled a little bit this year, not getting as many touches as maybe we thought as a 50-50 split or even 60-40, but I think this is a place where he could get some more opportunities than he, than he has in recent weeks. Giants at Jaguars. Jacksonville favored by three at home, over under 43 and a half. You know, both of these offenses just have not looked that great in recent weeks. Uh, the Giants have still found ways to win. Jacksonville has not. Um, so Trevor Lawrence has been efficient, uh, and he's not turning the ball under over. Um, but, man, he just... A lot of his completions that are helping his completion percentage have been short. Um, he's not taking shots down the field. Maybe they're protecting him, trying to make things easy on him, but I think they need to start trying to open things up. Travis Etienne has started to take more and more work away from James Robinson in the backfield. I think that should just continue. Um, you know, I, I, it still wouldn't surprise me if Robinson ends up getting some of the red zone work and Etienne is more between the 20s, but he is the more explosive running back in that backfield. 
And then as far as the receiving core goes, you know, Christian Kirk has had back-to-back pretty poor weeks. Uh, Marvin Jones has stepped up a little bit. Zay Jones had one, was out one week, had a bad week last week. Uh, but Evan Ingram at tight end has stepped up. So uh, you can take a shot on some of those receivers if you'd like. I think Evan Ingram is a safe play if he's your best option at tight end. Then I think both of the running backs should get touches. Uh, on the other side, Saquon Barkley must start every time. He's getting all the touches. Uh, saw a surprising game from Wandale Robinson in his first game back. So three receptions, 37 yards, and a touchdown, which was big for him. Um, Daniel Jones still not looking good, but, man, the team's 5-1, and 2-0 uh, and o on the road, and they're headed down to Jacksonville where Jacksonville gets the three points for being the home team. Browns at Ravens. Ravens favored by 6.5 over under 45.5. You know, you're starting Lamar. You're starting Mark Mark Andrews. Those are no-brainers. Uh, the backfield, J.K. Dobbins is having an arthroscopic knee surgery, um, and he's going to be out for four to six weeks now. So Kenyon Drake, Justin Hill, Justice Hill look like they're going to be lined up in the backfield. Gus Edwards uh, has an opportunity to return from IR soon. Um but I'm going to wait and see which one of those running backs really gets more of the workload before I make a move on one of them. On the opposite side, you know you play Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I think you have to start. Um, Chubb had a lot less touches last week. Um, expect him to have a bounce-back game here against the Ravens defense. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper have kind of traded off good games uh, and expect that to probably continue even in this one. Um, wouldn't surprise me if this game was a little bit more high scoring than people think over under is currently set at 45 and a half. So I wouldn't shy away from playing the skill position players in this one. Jets at Broncos. Uh, who would have thought the Jets would be four and two going into this game and the Broncos two and four, but the Jets are favored by one and a half. Russell Wilson has been ruled out with a hamstring injury, which means uh, Brett Ripien will be starting at quarterback for Denver. Over under set really low at 36 and a half. Um, I think both of these defenses are good. Uh, Brees Hall is a stud, but Broncos defense is good, and I expect this game to be low scoring mostly because of quarterback play and these offenses not being great, but the defenses are good as well. Um, obviously, Wilson being out, temper your expectations for Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy uh, just as far as efficiency. And then Elijah Moore has requested a trade out of New York and will not be playing in this game. So Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson probably going to get more looks. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if the tight ends with Tyler Conklin, maybe C.J. Uzoma, get more involved um, in the passing game. And hopefully that means more for Brees Hall and Michael Carter. I don't mind you starting them, but again, kind of like DeAndre Swift coming back from injury, I would temper expectations in a game that's going to be low scoring and up against a pretty good Denver defense. On the afternoon slate as well, the Texans are at the Raiders. Raiders favored by seven at home over under a 45 and a half. You know, Josh Jacobs has looked like a workhorse this year. I don't expect that to change up against the Texans defense. Um, Darren Waller uh, probably turning in the wrong direction to play. Hunter Renfro also questionable. So at tight end, Foster Moreau is probably going to be the guy you would want to target. Uh, Devontae Adams should have a big game this week as well. If Waller and Renfro both miss, um, you could look to pivot to Mac Hollins if you need a flex play or a DFS shot um, against the Texans defense that other teams have taken advantage of. And then when it comes to the Texans, it's Damian Pierce and probably Damian Pierce only. Um, if you have Cooks and Room as your third wide receiver, maybe. Um, I don't mind that, especially if the Texans are trying to keep up with the Raiders in this one. 
Nico Collins, also a long shot, and then their tight ends have been rotating throughout the year with Jordan Akins, O.J. Howard, Brevin Jordan, so I'm not interested in taking a shot on any of those guys at this point. And with the highest over-under on the slate is next, Seahawks at Chargers. Chargers favored by five over-under 50 and a half, so uh, just two bad defenses, uh, two offenses that have looked pretty good. Tennessee, if Keenan Allen is back for this game, Josh Palmer has been ruled out. If Allen plays, I think he is an easy plug-and-play kind of guy, whether it's DFS, Dynasty, Redraft, whatever. Get him in your lineup. Um, Eckler could be a really good option as well. Joshua Kelly is out, so they would have Sony Michelle as the backup here, probably taking some carries from Michelle, I mean, from Eckler, but I don't think they're going to trust Michelle as much as they did Josh Kelly. Uh, if Allen is out, Keenan Allen, if, and we know Palmer is out, then you can tee up Gerald Everett and Mike Williams, probably pretty confidently up against the Seahawks defense, and Justin Herbert, always a good play. On the other side, up against the Chargers defense, um, definitely Kenneth Walker. This is a really bad run defense, so Kenneth Walker is pretty chalky in my opinion. And then, you know, I don't mind DK Metcalf. I'm not as high on Lockett for this one, um, but if you have him, I don't think there's any question that you're starting him. I probably won't have him in too many DFS lineups this week. Next up, probably the most exciting, second most exciting game after that Seahawks-Chargers game is Chiefs 49ers. Kansas City favored by one on the road over under at 49. Um, so again, Christian McCaffrey headed to San Francisco. Will be really interesting to see if he is going to get any run. If it is anything, it's probably not going to be much as far as touches uh, just to get him acclimated to the system and the team. So Jeff Wilson obviously takes a big hit long-term. Um, we know they've got Elijah Mitchell coming back at some point. Tyrion Davis-Price, Tevin Coleman was getting touches. Jordan Mason, uh, people were chasing after on waivers at one point. But this is going to be McCaffrey's backfield. They may work in Elijah Mitchell or Jeff Wilson at some point in time to give him breaks, kind of like we saw in Carolina with Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, just to spell him. But at this point, I think Wilson and Mitchell are probably in trouble, both short-term and long-term. Um, will be interesting to see how this affects Debo Samuel out of the backfield, if he is going to get uh, touches um, running the ball, and then how many looks he's going to get in the passing game. Because a lot of his short A-dot receptions could be going to Christian McCaffrey now. So I am intrigued to see how Shanahan is going to deploy those two in an offense. Uh Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, obviously more of a field stretcher or across the middle kind of guy. And then George Kittle as well. Going to be intrigued to see how this offense looks um, based on McCaffrey being there. On the Chiefs side, you start Mahomes, you start Kelsey. Juju had a big week last week. Uh, hoping that continues, but from what we've seen from this passing court, it has been really inconsistent of who's going to have the big games. Um, we are seeing Sky Moore start to get more and more snaps and targets and opportunities. And going to see if that starts eating away at... It has been Miko Hardman a little bit, and then most recently it looked like he was going to start eating into MVS's uh, snaps and targets. Uh, so it's going to be intriguing to see how that trends. Uh, Kansas City has also been rumored to be going after wide receivers, whether it is Chase Claypool in Pittsburgh, maybe DJ Moore, those some of those conversations, which obviously would uh, dampen the spirits uh, of fantasy gamers that have some of these other chief pieces. Sunday night game, Steelers at Dolphins. Uh, so line is Miami by 7.5 over under 44.5. Speaking of Chase Claypool, 
I believe Kenny Pickett is going to start this game. He was in concussion protocol, but sounds like he's going to be out of it. Um, Claypool had the big game last week. I don't know if they are just trying to get him more targets to make him look good, uh, boost his stock so they can trade him. But if that's the case, then yeah, play Claypool. Um, I'm still excited if Pickett is a quarterback to play George Pickens. Um, he has been more efficient than the other two, but has been getting less targets, less receptions than Claypool and Deontay Johnson. We've also seen Jalen Warren start working in more in the passing game over Najee Harris. I'm glad I was kind of fading Najee Harris on pretty much all but one best ball team this summer, um, just because he has not looked right, whether it's the foot injury, the lack of volume, the different quarterback, all of the above. Um, not sure there's much value with Najee Harris right now and trading him if that's even a possibility. On the Dolphins side, looking to get Tua back at quarterback, so that will boost the stock of Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. You know, they've both been playing well, but both of them did have a down game with Skylar Thompson, Teddy Bridgewater kind of filling in the last couple of games. So they should both bounce back pretty well here. And then we saw Raheem Mostert still kind of taking over this backfield. And if you have him, you play him. Uh, Chase Edmonds still not getting much work at all. And then Monday night, we've got the Bears at the Patriots. Um, I would anticipate this to be a pretty slow game. will be interesting to see if Mac Jones is the starter or if he is still held out and Bailey Zappi is the quarterback. I was one week early on Bailey Zappi. He threw for over 300 yards last week, uh, which was impressive to see. But you guys know I was high on him. Justin Fields getting the majority of his fantasy points on the ground rather than through the air. Um Still not comfortable really starting any of the pass catchers in this offense. And, you know, we'll be interested to see the David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert split. The coaching staff came out and said they're going to go with a hot hand approach. Um, so maybe that means more carries for Khalil Her Herbert, the more explosive runner. But David Montgomery has been able to carry the load and has looked pretty good for what he is um, in just making things work. And with how many touches uh, these backs are getting. Whoever ends up with the hot hand is going to be a pretty good option in fantasy. On the other side, sounds like Damian Harris might be back for this game. So we got one week of Ramondre Stevenson on his own in this backfield getting 80 plus percent of the touches. Um, if Harris is ruled out, I think you definitely tee up Stevenson in this game. Um, I do like Jacoby Myers. Uh, Tyquan Thornton actually came back from IR last week, the speedster rookie, and had a couple of touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. Um, I'm just intrigued to see if Devontae Parker, if Jacoby Myers, if Nelson, Nelson Aguilar are, are all healthy. Um, what does the distribution of targets look like in this game? And then is there enough volume to support two, maybe three pass catchers in this offense, and you even add in Hunter Henry, a healthy Jonu Smith now. Um, just not sure I'm interested in taking the risk on picking the right pass catcher in this offense that can probably only support one when the majority of the touches are going to the two running backs in Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. That means the Bills, Rams, Vikings, and Eagles are all on buys. Look forward to getting some of those teams back on the main slate next week. But let's pivot to DFS real quick before we wrap things up. So last week, talked a good bit about the chalk running backs that were inexpensive. The Eno Benjamins, who we were a week early on, had a big Thursday night game a couple days ago. And then also Ramondre Stevenson was in there as one of the chalk running backs. Kenneth Walker, these affordable guys that were going to get a lot of work. Um, but there was an opportunity 
to play other guys maybe a little bit less owned. And so I think my best lineup that I mentioned on the show last week was a Joe Burrow double stack with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, which worked out really well. And then with those two, I was able to pair Saquon Barkley, who was only about 12% owned, and Alvin Kamara, only about 10% owned. So that that team ended up making money even with the Browns defense against New England and Bailey Zappi getting me zero points overall. So it could have been a much better week if it weren't for the defense. Um, so it was an interesting difference there. Uh, I did go a little bit more chalk in my second lineup that my second best lineup, which was a Kyler Murray stack with Rondell Moore and Zach Ertz. I did have Kenneth Walker on that team and was able to fit in Stefan Diggs, which was obviously a big hit there as well. So looking at this week, you know, I do really, as far as afternoon games, I mean, I understand if you go Chiefs 49ers, uh, that's going to be high scoring. Seahawks Chargers, you can play pretty much anybody in those games because those are bad defenses. Um, if you wanted to get a little bit different, I think the Falcons Bengals game is a game that you could look to stack that could be more high scoring than people anticipate. Um, I would also look at the Browns Ravens over under only at 45 and a half, but we like pieces there. I would expect a bounce back from Nick Chubb as well. I know people are thinking the Ravens are going to win that one going away. And so you'd want the pass cut catchers in the Browns. Um, but I'm, I'm not totally sure I agree with that. And I think Nick Chubb is still going to have a good role. And then the other sneaky game would kind of be the Raiders and the Texans. I think there's opportunity just because of the workload that Damian Pierce has a good game. I think if a couple of the wide receivers, Waller and Renfro are out, Devontae Adams is a smash in that game as well. Uh, wouldn't mind if Derek Carr was even your quarterback in a lineup. So I do have a lineup with a Marcus Mariota run back of Joe Mixon. I also have Tyler Boyd in that one. And with that, I'm able to stack Kyle Pitts. I can get Josh Jacobs in that Raiders-Texans game. I'm playing Nico Collins in one of my spots uh, to get correlation there with Josh Jacobs if the Texans are playing from behind to try to catch up to the Raiders. And then in my flex spot even, or at another running back spot with the salary, I can fit in a Derrick Henry as well to make sure that I've just I've got the big dog. Um, and going up against the Colts defense uh, is never a bad thing to have. And then if you did want to target uh, one of the projected higher scoring games with bad defenses like the Seahawks and Chargers, I don't mind you going Justin Herbert. Um, a lineup I was able to fit in was a Geno Smith and had him paired up here. I have Kenneth Walker in that one. I have Mike Williams on a run back. I also got some correlation with Damian Pierce and Devontae Adams stacked with Geno Smith. I did go Noah Fant, uh, so a little bit more expensive. And then if Keenan Allen plays, I have him in there. Um, so a little bit different with the running back being involved. I'm hoping Geno can stack up some yards in that game. And then if touchdowns go to Fant and if Kenneth Walker has a big game on the ground against a really bad Chargers defense, um, it wouldn't surprise me if they are able to run the ball more effectively than throw the ball in this game. Um, so I may actually pivot that from Geno to Herbert, have Herbert stacked with Mike Williams, um, and then just have Kenneth Walker from the Seahawks up against the Chargers defense. But I'd be banking on this game being close at that point and Geno Smith not being as involved if they were to get behind and throw it more. So, you know, I think some other targets you can look at, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers up against a bad commander's defense. I know that offense isn't super explosive, uh, but, you know, Bob Tunyon with 12 targets last week really intrigues me. Um, I think 
like I've talked about, Kenneth Walker. Uh, I don't know how owned Jonathan Taylor is going to be against the Titans defense. Uh, that's one I may be shying away from with him coming back from injury. Um, Deion Jackson looking so good. Naheem Hines being healthy as well. I think there are touches that will go to other players at this point. Um, and then again, if I bounce back to that Atlanta and Cincinnati game, you know, I'm, I'm never afraid of a Joe Burrow stack, whether it's involving Chase or Higgins. Um, don't even mind if you get Boyd involved. And of course, then you can run back with a Kyle Pitts. Or if you think that with how well Atlanta has run the ball, that Caleb Huntley is going to have a big game, that is an option as well. I do like Mariota behind that offensive line and assuming that they're going to be playing catch up to the Bengals, which is why my primary lineup does have Marcus Mariota in at quarterback. So that is it for our week seven preview. Crazy, we are already in week seven, but looking forward to another great Sunday of football. And we will be back next week to recap and look forward to week eight, almost to the halfway point. Everybody, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your Sunday, and NFL football.